Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the first episode of the show that I am recording on my iPhone. So if you're listening to this and you think the sound quality is not up to the standard of my Zoom recording device, please let me know right away because I want to make sure that I am not hurting the value of this show, but I bought a microphone and it's something that I can keep in my car. And when I feel inspired, like it's time to create an episode of cool things entrepreneurs do, I can just whip open the iPhone and hit record and create something that hopefully will have value for you and be able to inspire you and get you thinking just a little differently. And that's what we're going to do today. I've been talking a lot lately with people I'm coaching and a couple times when I've spoken about what I'm calling achieving the high middle of your career. Do you know what I'm talking about? The high middle is kind of a common place where people reach and then they get stuck. And as I talk to people about this, I'll tweet something about being stuck in the high middle and people will respond, oh my God, Tom, you are absolutely right. You are talking about my career. This means that you've done a good job in your career. You have good relationships with your coworkers, good relationships with your clients. You have good days. There's a lot of good, 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 good. However, when you're sitting there thinking about where you should be with your career, you know deep down inside you that you could be doing great. And this desire, this wish that you were doing more, this hope that you could somehow do great, it just starts nagging at you. It just starts scratching at the back of your brain, if you will. And you wish that there was something you could do that was different. And a lot of people, they just shut down that that pang, the ping that's going on in the back of their mind. They just shut it down and they say, look at the great life that I've achieved. I can't complain. And I've talked to people who've told me, you're the first person I can tell this to, that I'm just not happy. I'm making a lot of money. I have a lot of prestige in my industry, but I feel like my ladder is against the wrong wall. I've reached the high middle and I just don't feel like I can go anywhere else. And I can relate to this. Throughout my career, more than once, I have settled. Now, I've worked for a lot of companies, both good companies and bad companies, and I've had several different types of sales and marketing jobs. But as I look back, you could say, wow, Tom, you had a really great career. You did some really good stuff. But that's the point. I did some really good stuff. And from the outside looking in, it really does look fantastic. It's kind of like looking at your friend's vacation on Facebook. It just seems like they have more fun than you. I think the same is true for careers. When we look at other people, it seems they're excelling to levels that are just higher than us. And we ourselves feel like we're stuck in the high middle. Well, I'm here to tell you that the middle is so not okay. You can do more. I can do more. This is something that we have to take ownership of. We have to think about and make a decision, a conscious decision, that the middle isn't going to be enough. Now, I wish I could say there was a magic wand that was going to take this away and actually allow you to just pop right to greatness, right to the top of your field, to go create something brand new, to follow your dream, to start your own business. But there is no magic bullet. But I will tell you, over the course of the last several months, I have decided that I am taking control. I am no longer simply going to settle for landing somewhere in the middle. 
And as I talk to people about this, it is resonating. So many people do not want to be that person who is just doing above okay. They want to do so much more. Now, throughout my life, I'm just going to be honest here, there are lots of times that I haven't reached my fullest potential. And as I started to catalog these, it makes me kind of sad. It makes me frustrated that I haven't had the focus in every single endeavor that I've done that could really take me higher. And I feel like I've left money on the table and I feel like I've left opportunity on the table. And I think some of you who are listening right now are nodding your head. You're driving your car or you're running on the treadmill or whatever you do when you listen to cool things entrepreneurs do and you're thinking, yes. So when I was in college, I, I was kind of a lost soul. Some of you know the story that when I was a freshman, my mother died, and I'm not proud of this, but I used it as a crutch. I, I didn't feel that I had to compete to get the best grades that I was capable of. I mean, I was a smart guy. I, I am a smart guy. And if I had put the effort in, I could have really achieved something really good. But my mom was sick when I was in high school. She died when I was in college. And I just was going through the motions. I'm, I'm fortunate that I, I didn't go off the rails because I was kind of a lost soul. But that being a lost soul meant that I didn't channel my energy into excelling to the best that I could have. Now, somewhere in the back of my mind, I had thought I wanted to go to law school, but I just didn't have the grades. And maybe, maybe being a lawyer wasn't what I was cut out to be, but not being able to make that choice myself because I didn't actually get to the top academically is something I'm somewhat disappointed in. And it's interesting because when I look at my own kids... My own kids are such great students and they work so hard and both of them are so focused. And they inherited that, I think, from their mom because it wasn't me. Now, I am now, but I really wasn't when I was young. And I think they either they either saw me and what I do with my own business and, and how hard I do work, although I still have to get it out of the high middle. But I think that somehow they've inherited a little bit of that work ethic and that just drive that their mom has. When she's, my wife sets her mind to something, get out of her way. She is going to get it done. And, and both my kids have that. And they do it in school. When they set their mind to get straight A's, they get straight A's. And I really wish I had been that person as a young adult. I mean, I was when I was little. But I wish I had been able to keep that focus all the way through. And when I got into my career... I somehow always knew I was eventually going to work for myself. I had this drive inside of me that I wanted to be the person in charge. I wanted to sort of have a machete and, and chop my own path through the jungle. So in every job that I had, I wasn't going to you know rise to the top. I didn't want to be sales manager. I didn't want my boss's job. And so somehow... I didn't ever just really have that kill, 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 win, win, win philosophy. Even as a salesperson, I would blow my quota out of the water, but it never was the most that I could do. I kind of think I always could have done more. And, and I just don't feel like I was competitive enough to get out there and just, you know, win at every single thing that I did. And, and just, I made good money and I looked around and I said, yeah, this is good. This is good enough. I know that opportunities are going to appear for me down the road. So I just never had to push as hard as I could have. I settled for the high middle. But recently, it's all changing for me. This show and the job that I have as a keynote speaker and a master of ceremony has allowed me to meet some people who really are the highest peak performers who are out there. And the old saying from Jim Rohn, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. There's so much truth to that because the more time I spend with people who do not settle for the middle, 
the more I sit around with people who want to absolutely be the best, the more I'm reminded that that can be me. I can be that person who's out there doing doing everything at the top level. level. So as I have moved up in my career as a speaker from where I started kind of speaking at local rotary clubs and doing kind of whatever I can to now speaking for some very prestigious companies and organizations, I have needed to adapt my materials, but also to adapt my attitude because the people who are running these organizations that I'm working for now, these people are achievers and they expect for me to perform at that top level. And it's been interesting because I've had a couple of clients who have challenged me to redo my website, to redo my video. They want to see me behave at the level that they know I'm capable of because they want to bring me back. They want to refer me to something larger in their organization. And when your clients are saying, you absolutely have what it takes to be one of the best I've ever seen, you have to take that seriously. And over the last couple of years, I've had people who've kind of corralled me and given me that little that little tap on the behind to sort of get out there and do more. And I've started to say, I'm not going to settle. I don't just want to be anybody in my industry. I want to be the person where people say, when that person is the opening keynote speaker, when Tom Singer is the opening keynote speaker or the master of ceremonies, your conference is just going to be better. That's what this whole conference catalyst program that I created is all about. It is not a program. It is not a program for meeting organizers who want their conference to be in the middle. It was designed for people who wanted the experience of their people in the audience to be at the top. And if that's what I'm going to deliver, I have to be that. I have to be modeling it all the time. So it's been kind of exciting as I've had this metamorphosis, as I've pushed it forward. This year, my business, I have gotten bigger clients, better clients, and I've been invited back for next year by organizations that do not bring the same person back two years in a row. But that's happening. And one of the reasons it's happening is I've decided not just to settle. I don't just speak and leave. I try to become a resource for all all of the organizations I work for. Now, obviously, they're not all going to bring the same speaker or the same master of ceremonies back year after year. But one of the things I've decided to do is with every single client, I tell them, please use me as a resource. If you're looking for great speakers for next year, I can help you source them because I know I hang out with some of the people who are top top-notch presenters. I know the difference between somebody who has settled for the middle and somebody who is really achieving in this industry. And not all of them are famous, so you're not going to be able to necessarily find them all by yourself. Now, I'll tell you, not every client says, yes, please send me a list. But the clients who are the top achievers, they're the ones who are looking for ideas. They're the ones who are calling me saying, yes, I like these three people you sent me. Who else do you have? I need to compile a bigger list to bring to the committee. Those are the people who I'm working with, and those are the people who are getting me excited to do more. And in this past year, my two mastermind groups have been great because I basically hang out with a group of people who are not going to let me settle ever again. I've been sharing the concepts with them of what I'm looking to do with my business. And from an outsider's point of view, they're able to see ways that I can make a tweak here and a tweak there. They're also there to make sure that I'm never going to go back and settle. When I say something like, no, that's good enough, they're right there to challenge me because that's what a mastermind group does. If you do it right, you create kinship with some people who become, for your business and your life, they become your informal board of directors. 
And I'm very fortunate because I have two groups of people who are really becoming that. Because being a solopreneur, and so many of you who listen to this show, I know that you are solopreneurs or you have a little side hustle going and you're trying to create a business that you can transition to. Being a solopreneur can be so lonely because even your family isn't necessarily part of your business. I have a great relationship with my wife and my kids, but they're not ingrained into the business and they don't want to sit around every night. I would talk about this business and where I want to take it and the things that I want to do. I would talk about it every single day at every single moment because it excites me. It excites me to see this this pop that's happening and this spark that's happening, but it also excites me to know that I'm doing this and that I want to do this and that I want to be responsible for taking it to the next level. But at the same time, that's not their life. And so sometimes you can't talk about it with them, which means that you don't have anyone to talk about because you don't have any employees, you don't have any coworkers. And so being a solopreneur can be so lonely. And that's why, you know, if you listen to this show regularly, you know that I sing the praises of why you need to have a mastermind group. So you can go back and listen to the episodes earlier on this year where we talked about what it takes to start a mastermind group. And I think pretty soon my main group, we're going to film a new or record a new episode for cool things on how you go about starting a mastermind group because I get so much feedback from people when I talk about it saying, I want to have what you have. How do you find three other people who are going to want to be who are going to want to be that unofficial board of directors, who are going to be there cheering for you, making sure on a daily basis that you're not just going to settle for landing in the middle. So as I'm mapping out the list of steps that I need to take in 2016, as we're wrapping up 2015 and getting ready for the next year, I am a big goal setter. But goals without actions and without deadlines those are just wishes. And so I'm really trying to build a much more robust plan than I've done any of the past five or six years because I really cannot find myself 12 months from now feeling like I just settled for wherever I landed. Whether, No matter if I do great or if I fall off the map, I'm going to take ownership. I'm going to be the one taking actions. And so I'm seeking ideas. And I'm not just seeking ideas from my mastermind group and my friends and my coworkers and my clients. I'm seeking ideas from anybody. If you're a regular listener to this show and you feel that you have a little bit of an insight into what I do and you have an idea saying, Tom, why is it you're not doing that? Go ahead and email me. That's how this whole Cool Things project, this whole group coaching program that I'm putting together to start in 2016, it came from listeners who said, Tom, I want to work with you, but I can't afford coaching. I want something, you know, can you facilitate a group? So many other podcasters have these group coaching uh, programs. Can you do that? It was people reaching out to me who even gave me the idea. I don't know that I would have thought about it. I might have thought, oh, who, who would want to sign up for that? And now we have five or six people who are ready to start as this program launches for next year. So if you have an idea of how I can make my career better, my life better, this show better, please don't be shy. Don't be a person who settles for, oh, I'm just a listener. He doesn't want to hear from me. Yes, I do. I want to get that tweet. I want to get that email. I want to get that phone call. I want to hear from you and have your input. Now, I'll be honest. Everybody's input isn't always right for everybody. But the more ideas I get from outsiders, the more I can say, wait a minute, he was close and I can tweak it and make it go. So I'm making an appeal to all of you. If you listen to this show, get in touch with me and share your ideas of what I can do because I am not settling in 2016. So the key for me is to take action and simply not be comfortable with my own current successes. 
And from the outside looking in, I'm having some successes. And from the inside looking out, I am. But I know that I'm capable of more. And then finally, part of the excitement of all of this, part of the excitement of having success for me is finding ways to help others. And I hope that this podcast, I hope Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do is something that helps some of you. Because again, being solo is lonely. If you have coworkers, you can roll up your sleeves and go in and help them with a project. I don't have that opportunity. When I look around, it's just me. And so sometimes you have to go out of your way to say, how can I serve others? And so one of the ways you can do that is you can get involved with some sort of a group. It doesn't have to be my group coaching project. There are other group coaching projects and you don't have to be the moderator or the owner of the program to be the one who helps. Everybody who's involved can make a difference for the whole group that's in the project. And it doesn't have to be something that you pay for. It can just be an association. It can be a mastermind group. Get yourself involved with other people and find a way that you can serve them because that's what I hope happens with the Cool Things Project. Another thing I want to do is I'm toying with the idea of starting a speakers bureau. Now, speakers bureaus are kind of a weird animal. We interviewed someone who owns a speakers bureau recently. And one of the things is, is that I don't work with a lot of speakers bureaus because I'm not famous and I don't have something, you know, that they yet have discovered. And yet I find a lot of people who I can help place. And so I'm looking at maybe I'm going to start a way to help other speakers find work because I get so excited. I told you earlier that I tell my clients... Let me give you a list of ideas of speakers. When one of those gets hired, I get so excited. And I'll tell you, I don't get a commission. I just get a thank you, you know, from the other speaker. But I get so excited when that happens. And another speaker friend of mine recently, she met somebody on an airplane and she couldn't help them with their conference for a variety of reasons. But their conference was going to be in Austin. And she said, oh, I have an idea of somebody who probably can be what you're looking for. And that association and I have come to terms and I'm going to be working with them next year. She got so excited that I got the deal. And I totally got that because I get so excited when I help others do that. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do meetings with people. Just, you know, hey, Tom, I want to pick your brain. I'm going to do meetings by phone or Skype with people who want to chat about what they're trying to do. I had someone reach out to me off of a blog post that I wrote about being stuck in the high middle. And they said, that is so me. Would you be willing to talk to me about this? Yes. Now, will they become an ongoing coaching client? I don't know. That's not even my intention. My whole goal is just to be able to serve them and to surround myself with interesting people. Because I think when you're able to be a resource for people, I think that's when you find ways to excel even farther yourself. Sometimes people say to me, oh, I'm too busy trying to build my own career to help anyone else. I don't like this message you have of, of serving others because I'm too young and hungry in my career. If you don't start early, you never are going to do it. And it takes so little to say, I'm going to make a referral or I'm going to take that phone call. So I encourage you to join me in that step of trying to help others along the way. So I've got five steps that I'm going to follow to help me get beyond the high middle. And if this resonated with you and you're thinking, yep, I'm stuck in the high middle, I got to do something. Here are the five steps that you can do that I think in 2016 will help you excel farther in your career. Before I give you these five tips, though, I want to thank our sponsor. I am so proud to be sponsored by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the headache and all the work out of creating your own podcast. If you listen to this show, what you don't know is I often stumble. I often say things like, oh, 
I shouldn't have said that. Let's back up. And my editor, Scott, he does a fabulous job of going in and clipping out those little hiccups along the way and makes this show sound absolutely fantastic. So thank you to Podfly, not only for being my production company, but for being my sponsor. They make it so easy. And if you want to start a podcast, I'm telling you what you got to do. You have to jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So here are the five tips that I have for you if you feel that you are stuck in the high middle and you want to get beyond that in 2016. Tip number one, be honest with yourself. Just admit that you have a problem with being stuck. It is okay to be doing great and wanting to have more. It is okay to have a really good job that makes people say, wow, look at what she's doing. And in the inside of you want to go do something different. There's nothing wrong with that and there is no reason to be ashamed. And the first person you have to admit that to is yourself. And you have to make a commitment that you're going to make that change. Once you identify, and maybe this podcast is the first time you've ever thought about it, but once you identify what the high middle is, and you realize that it is a real thing and it is easy to get complacent and to get stuck there, you have to make a commitment that you're going to find a way to claw your way out. So the first tip is you got to be honest. You got to admit that you are stuck in the middle. The second tip is you have to find a group of people who you can talk to about this. It is so hard to find the right people to talk to about your desire for success. For some reason in our society, talking about goals and dreams, aspirations, and making more money, it is a taboo subject. It's a very small percentage of people who are willing to sit down with you and listen as you talk about what you want to achieve, especially if you have already achieved some level of success. If you're in that high middle, there's a lot of people who go, well, look at you. Maybe someone else should have the success. And you think, hey, there's a lot of people out there who won't want to listen to me. But the right people, if you find the core group of people who share your ambition to do more, they not only will listen, they'll come up with ideas, they will help guide you, they will hold you accountable, they will give you a hug on those days when you need that. You have to find the right group of peers or hire a coach because you have to find somebody that you can talk this through with. If you're like me, I can't just stew things over in my mind. I have to talk to people. I have to be able to sit down and share what I'm trying to accomplish because when I hear myself say it, it helps me find clarity. So find your people that you can share with and I think you're going to be able to climb out of that high middle a lot faster. The third tip is create a list of actions. Make a list of what you need to do. Write a little short essay to yourself of if I am going to achieve great things in 2016, what steps do I have to have? And then reverse engineer each of those steps so that it is very clear on a daily basis what you need to be doing. Because once you know what you're supposed to do, you know if you're doing it or not. If you don't really have clear steps, then it's easy just to say, oh, I don't know what to do today and, and to get caught up with busy work. But when you know that in order to achieve your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, you know that you have to every single day do the things on this list, it's a lot harder to ignore because that list is in front of you and it's, it's in your mind and you've got it taped to the dashboard of your car and where your mirror where you put your makeup on or you shave. And all of a sudden you'll find you'll go back and you'll take those actions. Even if you don't do them every day, 
the fact that you're reviewing them and you're reminding yourself that you've created this list of actions, it will allow you to get to step number four. And step number four is you have to hold yourself accountable and get other people around you to hold you accountable. If your goals and dreams are a secret, it's really easy to ignore them. And I think for me, this was a reason that I was so stuck in the middle is I never shared with anybody along my way when I was a teenager in my 20s or my 30s until I was in my 40s, I never really shared with people, here's what I dream about accomplishing. And if you're not really telling them, then the things that you're doing, they just think, oh, look, she's doing great because you are achieving things in that high middle. So nobody thinks that you're stuck or that you're treading water or that you're just lost. So you have to hold yourself accountable. And one of the best ways to do that is surround yourself with people who are holding you accountable. Now, part of that is, is that if you're in a group and they're there to hold you accountable, you have to make them a priority as well. Because this isn't just the whole world lines up to serve you. This is creating long-term and mutually beneficial relationships with people who are gonna help you excel, who are gonna help you get your career to the next level. And that brings us to tip number five, and that is find ways to serve others. If you want other people to help you succeed, why in the world do you think not helping others is the way to do that? It's absolutely ridiculous. People who sit around hoping that magic fairy dust is going to fall from the sky and opportunities are going to be sprinkled all around them who will not take the time to link other people up to make introductions, to make referrals, to talk them up, to raise them up in the groups that you belong to. Remember that anytime you sit around and badmouth people, you're bringing yourself down. Because if you're saying, oh, I don't like that person and here's why, guess what? The people in your group wonder what you say when they're not there. And you become that negative force. So if you're always complaining, you're always pointing out other people's flaws, and you're not there serving others, you become the person who everybody rolls their eyes about when you're not there. If you want people to line up to help you, get out there and help them. And this doesn't take a lot of time. Sometimes it takes as little as five minutes a day to really make an action. Go on to Twitter and retweet people. When you're at an event, tell somebody, hey, have you met, have you met Mike? And bring them over and introduce them to Mike. Just get out there and find a way to help others because you want people to do that for you. And the only way it's going to happen is if you lead by example. The world is chock full of takers. And most of the takers don't even know they're takers. They think they're just out there fighting the good fight. But the reality is, is the givers out there who, who know where the opportunities are, the givers are watching. And the givers are sick and tired of takers. The givers are saying, no more. I'm done. So if you're a taker, you can expect that the givers aren't going to be there for you. So just switch your ways. It is so easy to help others. It's a mental mindset shift that Cavett Robert, the founder of the National Speaker Association, he said that don't be so concerned about getting your slice of the pie. There's enough for everybody, so let's just build a bigger pie. And I can't think of a better quote. If you want to get out of the middle, help other people out of the middle. Put your hands down and give them that boost over the fence because then they'll be on the other side and they can give you a hand and pull you over. So those are my five tips. If this has resonated with you, these are my five tips that can help you because it's helping me. This is exactly what I'm doing to get myself out of the complacency of feeling like it's okay 
to be in the high middle because it's not okay. I don't think it's okay for me, and I don't think it's okay for you because if you've listened to a show like Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, and you've listened through this whole half hour of me ranting about ideas of how to raise yourself up, you know inside of you that it's not okay. The people who think it's okay turned this show off 20 minutes ago. So I want to hear from you. I am going to challenge you right now. If this episode went ding, 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 I want to tweet at at Tom Singer or at Cool Podcast. I want a Facebook message. I want an email at Tom at Tom Singer or I want a phone call. You can look me up. I'm easy to find my phone number and I will take your call. I want to hear from you and let's talk about what we can do together to make sure there is no high middle in our future. There is only high highs. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I'm going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody really cool. I've got some great stuff lined up for the rest of the year. And then next year, we are going through the roof with some fantastic interviews that are going to challenge the way you think every time you turn into this show. Because this show is not in the middle. This show is going to the top. All right, go on out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at @TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great-sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.